0: I'm going to ask you to uh, stand and go to their classes if they have not gone already. Well, I want to wish uh, happy Thanksgiving to all those that are here with us today and those that are online. Thank you for coming and welcome. Um, we at Living Hope, we de- definitely desire that you will get a touch from God today, and it's just not about knowing, but it's about really what is God sharing with us this day, this beautiful thanksgiving day. We were supposed to have several days of rain which we did not have and I don't know about you but I really thank the Lord. Like I love the rain, don't get me wrong, but it was just so sweet to you know first not expect that it was going to be not raining and and we just had just two lovely days in the last few days and I want to thank the Lord for just giving me breath this morning. You know, just giving me the ability to get up. Who wants to thank him? God thank you. I can get up in the morning and do my things. And you know, the title of the message is The Grateful Life. The Grateful Life. I, I was getting this together yesterday and I was saying to my son, I really don't know how to title this. I can say special Thanksgiving message, but that's boring. You know, so I, figured, I wanted something to depict. So he says, well, talk to me about what you're talking about. I got so excited because there's a scripture that we use quite often in fine F4, the tithes and offering, is 2 Corinthians 9. And as I was going through my Bible readings last week, I started actually pondering, what was this verse all about? We know this, remember this, those that sow sparingly will reap sparingly. Well, there's just so much more to that. And I want to follow through on that thought but i started looking at the word thanksgiving what's the definition that we have in scripture now the definition is a celebration of harvest or other blessings in our lives we have an american thanksgiving for those that are american here and we have a canadian thanksgiving which is for us this weekend and it really comes along with you know we are the harvest is what we have been you know living with and the blessing of family the blessing of richness the blessing of all those things but the first definition that comes up when you google thanksgiving you would think it would be that the celebration of harvest the first definition is this the expression of gratitude especially to god that's the definition of thanksgiving the expression of gratitude especially to God. He says celebrate, go to the next one. Yeah, sorry. So it says, no, actually you can remove that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm a little faster than Renz today, which is really not usually what happens. It's usually, I'm, he's following me throughout the whole da- time. But so here is the expression of gratitude, especially to God, the celebration of divine goodness, and the act of giving thanks. The act of giving thanks, divine goodness. And I started thinking, well, you know, as I continued to break down the word thanksgiving, I decided I was going to separate them in, in thanks and giving. And this is what they say the definition of thanks is an expression we use because we are grateful, which is follow up, followed up by an action. Thank you. Thank you. And usually it's followed up by other things as well. The giving, the word giving, is this. To make a present of, to accord or yield to another, to commit a responsibility for an expressed reason. So we give for an expressed reason. We commit our responsibility. We commit to an action for an expressed reason. Who would have thought Thanksgiving was about actually reflecting why are we giving in the first place? What motivates our heart to give? Now, the title of the message is called, The grateful heart. Then I started thinking again, is grateful the same as thankful? And I came to the conclusion after that I Googled those words that they are not the same. They actually go together as an expressed event. We will do those two things in an event, but they don't mean the same. I need you to get this because once you do get this, you will be able to latch on to the thought as I go through this message for you today. And so here there is a difference and this is what it is. By definition, grateful is feeling and showing appreciation for for something done and received. It is a feeling or showing of appreciation for something that is done and received. Being thankful is also a feeling of pleased and relieved, but it's really mainly a thing that actually is followed through by action so grateful is a, a having a grateful life is that you show appreciation for something that you have done and received by god and by his family and by just by virtue of you know just being together in this fellowship so we we show appreciation but the thankfulness is what we do in action it is the act part of the grateful. And so when we are thankful, it will always be followed up by an act. Let me give you an example. When someone does something good to you, you feel grateful for him. And you offer your thanks to him as an action. But most of the time, when someone is pouring out their their life towards you, you appreciate and you show it. But the thankfulness, it it doesn't just stop at, oh, thank you usually what happens as time goes on is that you delight to want to do something for that person you you want to continue and and be there and be sensitive for them and and know when their need to go because you're so thankful to having them in their life and that's what it means to be thankful is that you follow it up with an act and i'm going whoa I mean, who would have known just actually doing the definition of these words? You kind of get a bigger picture. They're just not just words. Being grateful is is a feeling, a showing of appreciation for something that is done and received. Being thankful, it is a relief sense of pleasure, but it also gives us that ability to act out what we're grateful about, is to act it out. So I ask myself this question. So what is the reason for you and I to have a grateful life? For those that are Christian, there is definitely certain reasons. And yet today we can say I'm grateful because I have a great family, I have great health, and, you know, I have actually a great home. All of those things are wonderful. But I think there's a deeper meaning behind it. A grateful heart, we have to remember what the definition said. We are grateful as people of God because of something that was done and then received. Are you getting it? Something that was done by God and then received. Something that was done by Jesus and then received. As a Christian, we receive the greatest gift of all. Now, this is where 2 Corinthians 9.15 comes into play. And it says here, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. His indescribable gift. This got me thinking again. What is the gift? What is the gift that we're supposed to be grateful for and that we're supposed to be acting upon it? What have we received? What is the thing that was done for us? Well, 2 Corinthians 9, 13, in order for us to find out, we have to go a few verses before, and then we'll go right up to that place. Remember, if you so sparingly, we're going to go right back to that verse, which is verse 6. But today, right now, I want you to go to verse 13. It'll be up here. To verse uh, 15, where it says this This is how we're going to figure out what's the gift he's talking about. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing them with everyone. And then verse 14 says, and in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace, uh, the surpassing grace of God has given you. And then he says, thanks be to God for this incredible, indescribable, wonderful gift This verse illustrates the separating of the thanksgiving word. It illustrates grateful and thankful. These believers were showing their appreciation of being generous, so much so they were giving to everyone. That was the proof that they understood the gift and that they understood that their life, they were grateful for their life because of what was already done and what was received, which was the grace of God. And so for those reasons, they expected divine favor in their life. Paul Zal says this, Grace is unconditional love towards a person who does not deserve it. And isn't that what grace is all about? It's unmerited, but yet we were given it anyway. You see, the greatest gift we could ever receive is salvation through the death and resurrection of, of our Savior Jesus Christ you know, Ephesians 2 says, for it is by grace you have been saved. It is by grace you have been saved through faith, not, and, and this not from yourself. It is a gift of God. In fact, God's grace grounds and empowers everything that we do as a Christian. It is a grace that is phenomenal. I am just about to show you why you're going to walk out of this place understanding your life. You should be grateful by virtue of where you are standing. If you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this indescribable gift, this wondrous word that we cannot sometimes understand is ours. And so I'm going to try to just separate it and make it simple for us today so we can understand. Understand what is that grace? Why does grace make us grateful? It is also the reason we embrace the privilege of living, uh, living out. For others, pouring out love and being thankful for all that God has already provided for us. You know, graceful is something that is grateful is something that is done and received. You see, God has done it all. We could not have relationship with him. We could go to church and do a whole lot of things, but unless we accept the great sacrifice of his son, there is no way we can enter his presence. Grace lets us enter into his presence. It's unmerited, it's undeserving oh my goodness, thanks be the God for the indescribable gift that causes me to go into the throne of grace every day when I'm in trouble and when I'm not. I thank God today of that gift. Now, the gospel is all about God's grace through Jesus Christ. And unless we receive and we accept him as Lord, we cannot experience the saving grace that I'm talking about But we are living under common grace. For those who walk around in this world, they have common grace. Common grace is the idea behind this. It is that God is gracious to all people. God created the world. He created human beings. And he is gracious to all. Psalm 145 says this, "'The Lord is good to all.'" He has compassion on all he has made. That proves the point. God is not out to send us to hell. He actually made a way for us to escape hell. Thank God. We don't have to actually stay in our muddle and in our place of slavery and captivity and whatever we're going through. Because of this undescribable undescribable gift, we have a way to walk out of this. See, we're not under common grace. We're under saving grace. Saving grace refers to a redeeming quality that makes a person or a thing acceptable. You see, every time I enter into the presence of God, I'm not acceptable, acceptable because I read the word. I'm not acceptable because I have came here today. I'm acceptable because of what Jesus did. And because of God's grace, That thought of a plan to make a way for us to reach to him. You see, Christianity is about what Jesus did for us. Religion is what we do for him, and it never works. And so now we come to this place today where we're saying, God, thank you for this saving grace. Saving grace is the grace of God that saves a person first and then brings them to that place of finishing when I'm on my way home, throughout all of my life, God will gird me with his grace. The only way to receive him, as I said, this saving grace is through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, Romans 3 says this. But now, apart from the, um, I have a word that's missing now. As the righteousness of God has been manifested the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all of those who believe. So once we believe, we actually stand in a place of saving grace. It is different like so, than somebody else that just knows about God and has not received God and uh, Jesus as their savior. This saving grace, this wonderful word is an enabling power that comes over us. It is the help of heaven on our side it is every resource that we could ever ever want and need to do life it is divine assistance without the sun we cannot have this grace we cannot have that so do you understand why i'm grateful for my life today do you understand why i'm saying god i am so i am showing appreciation today for something that is done and something that has been received in my life because of this indescribable gift of grace, our grateful life should be seen by all. The proof of us showing appreciation, being thankful, is that we are people who give of ourselves for the work of the kingdom and for others. We are a people who present and commit our life generously to the one who has given us everything, to the one who has given. See, if we don't have the ability to give, or we don't understand, or we're overwhelmed when we give of ourselves, and we are always forever complaining, I have to tell you, you have, either you don't have this saving grace over you, or you forgot about this gift you've been doing it in your own strength. And when we do it in our own strength, when we serve and we give out of a place of uh, that the well that is empty, then it is we do become very disgruntled. We become very very bitter and enslaved by a whole bunch of things. But here he says in first uh, 2 Corinthians 9. Now this is the scripture that we use for our tithing quite often. And but now in light of this gift that I was telling you about, in light of this being a proof of us walking the gospel that we are giving generously and everything to everything. That's the proof that we understand this gift of grace. And we do it liberally, you know, just very, very not sparingly. We give it all. And this is now, let's read it in light of that. 2 Corinthians 6 to 9 says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly would also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, but for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, now he didn't say just in a few things that you will live out, but in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Do you, do, you, do you get that? It's not just one thing, it's all. It is written, he has scattered abroad his gift to the poor, and his righteousness endures forever. Now, this verse 6 and 9 is actually an analogy of a, a, a farmer, of sowing. The thought here is that if he sows sparingly, if the farmer s- sows sparingly, then he can't reap a whole lot, can he? But if he sows generously, he will reap actually out more of proportion. Because we know when you plant a grain a corn, do you get just one cob? No, you get several cobs. So the the farmer understands that if he actually sows sparingly, he won't get a whole lot of harvest. So he spare he sows generously with these seeds, and he knows that he's going to get much more than what he's put in. That's what the scripture says. For us who are under this gift of grace, the more you give, you will never lose. The more you pour out, it will come back to you in double measure. Uh, you know down a hundredfold more of the fruit of righteousness that will come out of your life. When we don't have the right attitude in giving, then we only give as we feel. And let me tell you, you are missing out on something tremendous when you understand the reason behind your giving. It is the same for us. We stand here grateful today for this indescribable gift, and we should not fear loss when we sow to the work of God, because we receive back far out of proportion of the amount that we put out. And the proportion we get back is empowerment. It is you know, just a, a sense of help, a sense of a greater love in our abilities to do what we do. We have resources that can never be tapped out. But beloved, we, we forget about the gift. The gift of the surpassing grace that is over us. That's why we can be grateful today. It doesn't matter if my house is on fire or if it isn't. It doesn't matter if I have one, so- and one kind of car or I don't. Because all of those things are fleeting. But what I have is permanent. It was something that was done and it was something that I received. And because it was done and received, I show my appreciation by acting out, by giving generously to everyone. And when I do, I experience something actually pretty phenomenal because sometimes we think if we empty your cup we'll go around going oh my god i'm tired but really in god's economy when you empty your cup he refills it to the overflow i don't know how he does it but he does thank you for that amen i get excited about this this is a biblical principle that if we were to walk out for the right reason we would experience this empowerment that's so beyond just service Anybody can serve, beloved. But to serve under this gift, it's a game changer. It changes the way we perceive things. God, because we have received back, we we get a different amount back. And this is what he says. I'm going to say it again in verse 8. And God is able to make all grace. He didn't say a little grace. All grace abound to you. So that in all things at all all times. Should I say it again? In all things, at all times. Maybe we can do a song. Having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You know when the enemy keeps on telling you that you're not going to make it, when he keeps on telling you you have no strength, when he keeps on telling you there is no hope in this, why don't you proclaim this truth over that? Why don't you just tell him God is able to make all grace abound in me in this thing? This trial stinks. I can't change a thing. But God says it is something done because my son died for you. It is done. Now you need to receive it today. And when you receive it in all things, in all is coming he says having all that you need you will abound in every good work beloved that's why we're grateful but we walk around like we have nothing from god that he's left us to our own device are you kidding me i would have left the ministry a long time ago if that was what that was for no this is what the commentary says about this grace God is able to supply us with resources so that we will not only have a sufficiency ourselves, but so that we will be able to share what we have with others and thus have an abundance of every good work. Therefore, if I sow willingly and generously, I will always have the resource, grace. To, to give to others and to the kingdom of God. We also realize giving to God is not about loss. It's all about gain. Once you start realizing this scripture, your perspective of how you serve and when you serve and what you give and what you don't give changes. Weersby says this, and I'm coming to an end. He says this about the principle of increase. We reap in measure as we sow. The principle is seen in all of our lives, even though you believe it or not. Day in and day out, we reap in measure as we sow. Many of us don't reap much in our lives, but we reap a whole lot of pain, a whole lot of heartache, a whole lot of fear, and a whole lot of anxiety because we sow to ourselves. We don't sow outward. We fear loss. We fear that people will take advantage of us. We fear rejection and betrayal. But God will ask us to actually sow generously because he wants the grace to abound in us. He wants us to experience the empowerment, the ability to do the impossible. Have you ever been faced with something that you know you can't get through and all of a sudden you go, God, God help, and all of a sudden you look back two weeks later, you've gotten through this, and you are a champ, you're victorious, you are joyful, and you go, God, I am so grateful you're in my life because he does keep his word. We are thankful. We are thankful because as we actually sow to the right things, and what we sow in, the measure is what that what you reap will be measured by what you sow. We commit and trust him as an expression of our gratefulness. We trust him with our finances and we commit our finances to him. We trust him with our acts of service and we commit our service to him. We trust him with our time and we commit our time to him. We trust him with our gifts and, and, and talents. You know, so many of us, we hold back from God because we think he's going to ask too much. Oh, beloved. He says, empty your cup so I can fill it again. Stop hoarding. Stop keeping the things that I've given you. Pour out, and you will see how I will pour into you. Therefore, the grateful life learns to give from this place of love, because grace is a place of love. Joel, uh, Joel is a guy that wrote this. He says, "Love finds its very life in giving itself away." And today we are in a society that is all about us. And we want to take, take take give me give me give me no wonder do you know that in society here in 2016 the highest suicide rate is found in northern new brunswick here because people are so self and so to self and self this and self that there is a time that you do self-care you know you care for yourself you refresh yourself i get that but Our society is so eye focused. And no wonder people are so depressed and so in despair and discouraging. They need the gift that we're talking about today. Their life cannot be grateful because they're grasping in air and everything is temporal. Things are there, but then they're gone the next day. Nothing is assured. But we today, we stand in this place that we are sure of one thing. When God says something, he will never change his word. What he says, it will stay. As we saw with the video, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can bank on that. When we have no strength, we can go to him. When we have no joy, we can actually ask him, God, fresh, refresh me today because I need you this day. Grace of God, let it come abounding. just a measurement. Let it come flowing out of me so others can see. It is important to God to have the right attitude as we serve and give because that heart. When you understand, remember what gratefulness means? It's a showing of appreciation for something that is done and received. God doesn't take away his gift, beloved. And so when we feel like, ah, I don't feel like serving, but God, I'm going to do it for you anyway, because you have given me everything that I need. He loves the Christian uh, to see a Christian who is filled with joy of the Lord because of of this indescribable gift that he wants he wants us to share it to, with everybody. See that's what a grateful life is is that the proof of it is that you give yourself away. And you're not afraid to be abused. Who cares if somebody takes advantage of me? In the end of the end my cup gets full. A person who gives of themselves is a person never impoverished. Isn't that great? See, every act of kindness has a reflect action. When a person sees, when people see the exceeding grace of God upon you as you serve and give, others will long for it, and people will proclaim how great your God is. Do we want to be thankful today? Then we can be thankful for the wonderful gift that he has given us, the surpassing grace that is above all of us who call ourselves Christian, that means that you have received the Lord as Savior and Lord. Not just because you go to church. That doesn't mean you have the Son. Unless you possess the Son in his life, then this grace cannot be yours. You can only have common grace. But if you come to the family of God, understanding that you can go straight to the Father through the Son by faith, then this saving grace covers you. You need help today? you need resources today, you need a deeper portion of love for you today, for people in your life, then you need to realize the gift is there. It is yours. And I want to finish with this slide today. It is 2 Corinthians 4.15, and it says this, giving your thanks and praise to God. All of this is for your benefit And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. So as we walk in this pattern of giving generously, of pouring our lives out to others, people will reflect and ask us about our God. And God will get the glory. When you are able to love the unlovable, it's grace that is in play. When you are patient beyond being patient, it's grace coming into play. When you are able to forgive 70 times 77, it's grace coming into play. When you're able to endure and be steadfast, even though you have no certainty of change, it's grace coming into play. No, today my life is grateful. I have a grateful life because of this gift that God has given me. What about you? What have you been sowing to? Have you been sowing to that truth? Because from that truth, the proof is you'll be able to give and not ever fear your cup ever getting empty. Because from that place, God will always fill it. If you have never, ever discovered what this grace is all about, you need to actually start there today. You need to ask yourself, where are you sowing? Are you sowing to yourself? Are you sowing to the kingdom of God? And the more you turn towards the kingdom of God, the more you will experience this saving grace because God doesn't want to hide it from you. Amen? You keep on serving. You keep on loving. You keep on forgiving. You keep on being patient. You keep on being kind. You keep on being compassionate. You keep on doing what God is asking you to do. You will lose nothing but gain everything. Amen? Be not afraid this day, beloved. Thank God for this wonderful, wonderful gift. Amen? Would you like to stand so I can pray with you today? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you, God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you're always working for our good. That you will never leave us by by our never leave our side. That you will be perfect in our weakness. That you will offer forgiveness when we goof and we make mistakes. God, that you have done so many things lord today i ask that your people would understand why they can thank you first and why they should give give of themselves give them of their times and their monies and whatever else that you're asking them and not fear loss i ask for the blessing of understanding the blessing of your presence over their lives today just a just a wonderful Thanksgiving blessing upon each and every one of us who's heard this message. I ask, Lord, for a greater increase in our lives, the ability to give ourselves the way. And I pray, Lord, that we would experience this grace that is beyond words. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming out. Please don't forget tonight we have a special supper. I think we're going to have a great time tonight. And uh, for those that can stay behind to do the tables, please do so. We need a lot of help for that.